to the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast sponsored by Manscaped. Really excited this week to be joined by a for- or Fox broadcaster, Chris Myers, who will be covering this 49ers-Rams game on Sunday in Week 12, a rematch that I know a lot of faithful are looking forward to. First things first, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. How's everything on your end? Uh, good here, Kiana. It's been a, a challenging year for everybody, for not only the teams, but as you know, for uh, those of us that cover the teams having to adjust and, and adapt, but thankful that we're getting to, to go to the games uh, and, and get to broadcast the games and, and having covered the 49ers quite a bit last year on, on their Super Bowl run and then a couple of times earlier this year looking forward to this because it, it's a great, great rivalry regardless of where the 49ers are in the standings and it's just a matter of health and COVID as to who's going to be available uh but it's uh, the rams know uh, that they're in for a battle uh when they face uh, these uh, these 49er teams that, that kyle shanahan is coach yeah saying that you covered this team during that super bowl run you're pretty familiar so we're gonna have a lot of questions especially fan questions about this 49ers team and like you said dealing with a number of injuries and a lot of questions surrounding COVID. But I want to talk about you and your role first before we jump into this game. How different has it been for you uh, covering teams this season with Fox uh, amid COVID protocols and, and changes that we're all constantly getting used to? It's been different in the in the sense, uh, in a number of ways. Obviously, we you know we miss the fans on the on the day of the game, but oh, even yeah. going to the game, uh, you have to be careful and you you stay with your mask uh, right, go directly into your booth instead of into the TV truck or talk to the refs or down on the field. So, so some of that other information you would gather that way is it is sacrificed. But uh, the teams and the league has been very helpful, uh, cooperative with with Zoom calls and, and giving us their time. Uh, the players, uh, so we we feel like we're there t- talking to them, and that's the other thing you miss. Normally, you know, you go to a practice on on Friday, and then meet with the home team, and Saturday meet with the visiting team face to face at their hotel when right. when they arrive. And being out here in California, I'd have the chance to go up, uh, you know, to Santa Clara and watch watch the Niners. So you you don't have that. They'll still allow us sometimes some places to be at at, at practices, but we have to stay you know far enough in the distance. Uh, and so you lose a little bit of, of that uh, chatter and what you gain on a Friday as the broadcast crew of the, of the network game. So, yeah, so we're trying to follow the protocols, of, you know, just like uh, the, the team and the NFL and the network has, has put out for us. And we understand, you know, this is we all have to be careful because we're battling with something that spreads and, and we've had to make sacrifices. Yeah. But again, and to me, even with games being shifted and, and some teams getting hit harder than others, I think we're all thankful. Uh, that we do have NFL on, on Sundays and those other games when they are scheduled and, and can be played. And I actually got to do the, uh, the Seattle 49er game. I know it wasn't a great game for San Francisco. But they were coming <laughs> off, you know, the, the good performance against New England. They beat the Rams. Great. And then, of course, they had the injury to, to Kittle and Garoppolo, which changed things, I guess, in the, in the big picture and, and what is football. So, you know, the NFL is the toughest division wholeheartedly agree with it. I've said that a couple of times on this podcast and I, I can, I feel like that's where I can, I can bang on the table and say that the NFC West absolutely is the toughest division, at least in the NFC that I've seen uh, so far through the first 11 weeks. But you mentioned that typically, you know, going into a game, you have those meetings with the players face to face. Now, how are those going? Is everything kind of now through Zoom? Everybody's remote and that's how you're speaking with the players and the coaching staff. How does that work on leading up to games? 
Yeah, and I appreciate the teams and, and the NFL coordinating that. So we are visually on, on Zoom. The coach gets to see us, the play-by-play announcer. In that, in that case, it's me, Greg Jennings, the former receiver, calling the game uh, Sunday. And if our, our sideline reporter is, is on or not, and then our producer and director. So, so they know that it's just a limited number of people and that we're not to record that. We're just supposed to chat with them as if we were sitting in the room to, to get. Uh, and I got to say that Kyle Shanahan, even as an assistant, uh, was always very helpful and forthcoming to our broadcast crews. Uh, you know, some stuff that you can't necessarily use specifically, but at least you're prepared in the broadcast so we don't misrepresent why, why someone is playing or why they're doing something. And, and uh, he is as forthright as he, as he can be. And in this case, having chatted with him and some members of the team, Nick Mullins, uh, Fred Warner, and defensive coordinator Robert Sala, they, you know, at this point, usually you do on a on a Friday or Saturday talk, and they're, they're you know, they're unsure. A lot of with with COVID lists and, and guys coming off injury, who's actually going to, to be in the game Sunday, and what is really a, a, an important game for the 49ers to kind of stay in any kind of playoff race or playoff hopes, even if maybe the division may be, may be out of reach. So we still get that that good communication and, and access. But there's nothing, Keanu, like, you know, face-to-face and being around the guys and, yeah. and, and that, that kind of comfort level. Um, so, so some teams have felt more comfortable than others, but it still allows us to get information that we can relay on the broadcast. I, I'm trying to remember, I think it was earlier this year, we spoke with Pete Carroll and he was talking about how uh, 49ers general manager John Lynch was on the other side and he was getting to know a lot of the players and a lot of the game and scheme of being on the television side, no longer on that playing side. And he was saying that now, you know, he feels like he told John Lynch so much and he's like, I feel like he can now <laughs> use that against me. Fast forward now becoming the 49ers general manager, but just a plethora, I believe, of knowledge that you guys can get an understanding of uh, just not just players and coaches, but uh, personnel and scheme and just so many different things that you guys can pick up in those meetings. So just a fun thing that I uh, picked up from Pete Carroll earlier. Yeah, in this no, I, you know what, Kenna, that's interesting because I, I know John Gruden, right, for all those years right. being out of the in the booth and then he goes back to coaching. But he, you know, he kept a checklist of certain players and certain things that were said from coaches and and so when guys go in and out of the booth back to either coaching or in front offices, uh, it, it, they're smart enough. They, they gather information, the good ones, and use it wherever they can. Yeah, so does that mean you're going to come work on the 49ers coaching staff in the future? I'm just asking. Just, yeah, just asking. No, I don't, I don't think – I'm not going to get back to playing or coaching. That's that's not in my uh, – in fact, that was never in my future. I was kind of always a broadcaster. But I but I will say, you know, when people say, oh, you don't like this team, you're rooting for that team. I honestly, in my years of broadcasting – and, and having done so many interviews before on the field face-to-face, you, you know, there's, yeah, there's certain people that you warm up to a little more. Their, their style is, is friendlier. But really, when we do a game, you, you as a broadcaster, right, you know, you really root for a, a close game, you know, I, yeah. I, because that's, to me, the most compelling. That way, whether you're a fan of either team, uh, people are going to watch and be interested, and it says something about the two teams. So you want it as competitive as you can be. They even tease me. Our crew always says, you know, why well, you're always rooting for overtime. You know, we <laughs> might miss our flights. I'm like, well, no, but that, that, that means it's a really good game, and it's right. a close game. So, And I, I really see it. I've, we've had some games where they look uh, – we did the Packer-Jacksonville game at Lambeau earlier this year with – with Luton uh, making his second NFL start of the Jags, you know, hung in there to the very end yeah. and pushed the Packers to the limit. It looked like it'd be a lopsided game. So, and that's why even whatever the numbers say and the players, the 49ers, I think will represent themselves well in this game and make it a very close game 
with with the Rams, who at the moment are at the, at the top of the division, and that could be a, a carousel too, depending on how teams meet head to head in the West over the rest of the year. Absolutely, and I want to get into that in just a moment. But let's start just looking at these last ten weeks, eleven weeks for the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, not what fans expected coming off of last year's run. They called it the revenge tour, and uh, we might have to put a slight halt on that uh, due to the number of injuries. Uh, that this team has sustained, but what do you make of this 49ers team now 11 weeks into the season? Well, I, I think it's really uh, one of the better coaching jobs that Kyle Shanahan, not that he wasn't doing a good job before, but for all the heat he, he, he takes for in Super Bowl and decisions, but certainly getting the team there last year. And then this year you lose, you know, Sherman, you lose Bosa, you lose key people on defense and, and still had the team hanging in there, you know, with uh, with also the uh, some offensive injuries and who's on the COVID list. But but when, when Kittle and Garoppolo went down, and even they were even managing some of that quarterback position and injury because of the, the sound running game. But then you lose, you know, Mostert and Jeff Wilson after the New England game. That to me, it, it changes everything. You can only do so much, and, yeah. and your your get tough and physical philosophy and, and way of running the football and taking advantage of matchups that you work hard on, which Shanahan, that offensive coaching staff, do. Uh, you know, w- without not to knock the players that are there, but the, there's a reason that your starters are, are there. So to, to me, the rest of the way, I, I just think they're going to have to, and, and I, I expect Sherman to play Sunday. I don't know for sure. We'll find out. I think Mostert could be back. So there's some people you're getting back, but you're also losing uh, players that have been on contact trace related to COVID mm-hmm. and then some other injuries. So I, I think they're going to have to win games with the defense. And, and by that, meaning that that it's going to have to be dominant and it's going to have to have takeaways. And and they played New Orleans tough. I mean, if they don't yeah. turn it over four times, they, you know, they're in that game without, without you know, the kind of key people we talked about. And now they'll, I, I think they'll take it to the, at least try and the Rams dare teams to run, but I, and then they don't. And then, you know, they, they, they take advantage of Ram defense is very good. But I, I think the 49ers uh, will have a good uh, plan of attack to run the ball successfully and hit key passes and, and keep this game very close and, and competitive. So, uh, and then where they go from there, you know, the, the, we'll see. I mean, the, the Rams still have to play Arizona twice and Seattle once again. Yeah. And so uh, they'll tell you that those teams uh, will, will all be kind of running into each other over the second half of the season. But I, I, I think you're going to get three teams from the NFC West into the into the playoffs and then the division winners in the north and and in the east and then two from the south probably the saints and tampa bay at least that's the way it's looking at the moment manscaped is the official below the waist grooming partner of the 49ers try manscaped and get 20 percent off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com that's code 49ers for 20 percent off at manscaped.com yeah being that it's our You've Got Mail podcast, you touched on the 49ers run game and getting their run game going. Uh, we've seen some struggles over the last couple of weeks. But uh, Warren Jones from Memphis, Tennessee, he wrote in and asked, what players are the 49ers expecting back after this pass by that they just had? And you touched on a couple of them. Uh, Richard Sherman has the potential uh, to be elevated from IR onto the active roster. He was a limited participant this week. Uh, Debo Samuels, another guy, Tevin Coleman, those are guys that might be uh, available on Sunday. Um, let's see. I have a couple of names here. Raheem Mostert, yeah, Jeff Wilson uh, Mostert, Jr. Right, Raheem Mostert is light. We, we won't know. And Jeff Wilson, who mm-hmm. had the big game against New England, right, yep. uh, are guys that I think, you know, again, they're not I, – I don't think they're related to COVID. Uh, and Kendrick Bourne should should be okay. Yep. Uh, those and I, and I just saw where Ken Law, the team, announced that they, they brought him up. Right. Uh, and which, is, which is an important part of the defense. So we won't know for sure until – you know, until Sunday, but it looks like those are some of the reinforcements coming back 
on offense and to help that that running game. And Coleman, yes, should be able to go. But I, I think, you know, Kyle, really, Kyle Juszczyk is probably, and along with Ross Dwelly, the only two guys, at least at the skill position, uh, Kiana, that, mm-hmm. that haven't had either injury or COVID or missed time during the year. And so I, I, I think, you know, Juszczyk could have a big game either blocking, catching, uh, running. Uh, but but that's you know that'll be an emphasis I would guess for this game. Absolutely, you talked about the different games that you've covered throughout this season, and Munther wrote in and asked, why do we see so much of a rise in injuries this year? I know we've seen them all across the league, but in particular the 49ers. If you had to put your finger on one thing, is there something that you can allude these injuries to that are happening throughout the league? But I think it's just highlighted when it's the team that, you know, you love, like when it's the 49ers, uh, a lot of fans pointing that out. But any idea in your mind? Yeah, just a theory. You know, it's funny, the Lions had, had a number of hamstring injuries that just hit like one after the other in all the positions. And I know the 49ers lead the league in players on injured reserve and, and player game time missed, uh, whether it be because of COVID or because of, of injury. And there, uh, just two thoughts on that. One is, of course, the no preseason, yeah. the kind of uh, limited training camp. Uh, and then the, the other is, and, and I think coaches and maybe even players will tell you that, and the players union, they negotiated the limited practice time and so I, I think if your body, and again, this is hearing some players and coaches physically doesn't get the kind of, you know, hitting that you need during the week, then come Sunday, you're more likely when you go all out and do the, the hitting and the blocking, uh, that, that could be because of injury. That, those are just a couple of thoughts uh, that I've heard kicked around. But I think if you had a normal preseason and you need at least two games, I know they're talking about shortening most coaches and, uh, to help the roster and the young players and they've expanded the practice squad this year and that's helped a little bit because of a lot of the uncertainty of the things we we talked about but yeah a lot teams have been hit in different ways but but the 49ers in terms of the injury numbers we just mentioned have been hit the most without question so chris you know going into this there's one question that is on faithful's minds and that is the postseason. <laughs> you talk about, you, you said you feel like there will be three teams coming out of this NFC East, but you look at the 49ers still with six games to go, and it's not an easy road that they have. They do have the Rams, they have the Cardinals, they have the Seahawks, they have the Bills who are playing out of this world right now. So Patrick Martinez from Albuquerque said, with all of the injuries and missing players and missing so much great talent, can this 49ers team still make a run at the tournament this year? Or is this a year where we try to get everyone healthy and put that focus into next year? Well, I think, yeah, and then the NFC West, when the season started, I honestly thought, and I had someone help do the math with me with the scheduling that, that I thought all, and it could have mathematically, it was possible even with them playing each other, that all four teams from the NFC West could have made with that additional playoff team in each conference, mm-hmm. seven in now. Uh, so that 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 was possible. Uh, now with the 49ers schedule, and and I would, to be honest, uh, you never just say, hey, the, you know, we're going to plan and get healthy for next year. You still try to win games. And I know the 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 intent is there, the effort is there, and, and and Kyle Shanahan is not letting up. And whatever players have filtered it, even we saw that Packer Thursday night game where they, you know, they had to scramble just to get bodies out yeah. there. And, and Richie James came up with a big game when he wasn't even really supposed to be in that in that position to, to do that. They they fought hard, so they're going to continue to do that. But I I think things really changed when when Garoppolo and you could sub for a while without your starting quarterback, yeah. but then it catches up to you whether it's Mullins or if we do see C.J. Beathard the remainder of the year at some point. And, but 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 Kittle also, who's also been a key player in head-to-head games with the Rams, he really has put up big numbers and even numbers blocking-wise that we, we don't see on the on 
the stat sheet. But so so losing those two and, and Kittle really is probably the most important player on on offense. Uh, and, and but then on defense, you know, with 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 Jimmy Ward and, and Fred Warner, you've got two key guys that I think can carry it a defense a little bit so i think just staying 500 i know fans don't want to hear that if they're going to the super bowl but given what they've been through and the injuries and again getting some people back if they run the ball uh the way that with Mostert, if he is back and or wilson at what time and have that success it makes it easier on mullins and, and whoever is running uh, quarterback that position and then your, your defense isn't as stressed as much either and then if sherman is back and he will be at some point it stays healthy uh, that is very beneficial. So uh, realistically, it, it'll be a tough challenge, but I wouldn't just say they're going to coast and, and, and you know, check out right off the year. I, I, yeah. That's not the mentality of this team. At least not that, that's not the impression I get talking to the coaches and the players. I, I completely agree with that, and that's just the vibe that I've picked up from this locker room. I don't feel like this is a team that, you know, people are already throwing out, you know, tank for X person or whatever the case might be, but I don't believe that this locker room is made up of people who are comfortable or okay with taking that route. Yeah. They've set a standard, you know, and that's, and you make a a good point in the schedule there, you know, even if three from the West make it, if they beat the right teams, whether it be the Rams or Arizona, when they face them, still Seattle and, and who, how else injuries or, or matchups go, then they could be that third team from the NFC West, but they're just not in the best position, not only because of the standings, but because of the, the, players missing that we talked about that won't be back this year completely agree okay so let's look ahead to sunday's matchup against the rams last in week six 49ers played the rams extremely well uh virtually silence or essentially silence aaron donald a no pressure or i think he had maybe two or three quarterback pressures no sacks uh what were your takeaways from that week six matchup especially knowing what kind of team that the rams are yeah, and we've seen the Rams. I think they're they're much more a defensive team. That's a strength for them now this year, yeah. uh, especially in the second half than than they were in the, in previous years. But just going back to the last three games, uh, the, the way the 49ers have played them, even in some close games last year, the Rams have tried different things against the defense. They tried running. They tried bootlegs with with Jerry Goff, and, and the 49er defense has has held up well. And then on the other side, I, I think it's a it's a matchup. I think one of the best things, despite five different centers or whatever they've had to go to a guard at center that the offensive line if, if, if Trent, Trent Williams plays is a pretty solid group even with all the injuries that if, if you see Mostert and Jeff Wilson uh, the, the, they they can get physical and run away from Aaron Donald or if they run at him they'll be prepared with a double team or using Kyle's use Kyle Uzcheck in, in some way so to me it's a, it's a good matchup for the 49ers coming off you know they couldn't have played last week with all the COVID and all the injuries uh, so it's good that they have the bye week to try and get get people back. So uh, playing keep away from from the Ram offense and, and then the defense. You know if they get a couple of turnovers I, again, I, I see a close game, but they're gonna. It's hard to have long sustained drives, uh, but that's what the 49ers are gonna have to do. Even if Mullins has to run a little bit himself, or you know, he, he likes throwing the ball, or it seems more comfortable going downfield, but he may have to check a few down in a few different spots to just avoid not only Aaron Donald. Uh, who, by the way, hasn't had a, a sack or uh, a tackle for a loss in the last two games coming in, yeah. even though the Rams have won those games. But that's because he's been double teamed quite a bit. And then also Jalen Ramsey, you know, just he, he could be a guy that you could, if you work away from those guys, 
I think that the 49ers at least have a sense that, you know, we have a better shot against some of those other defensive players on the Rams. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. Yeah, and we saw a little bit of that in week six of 49ers, hoping that they can recreate that same success that they had uh, earlier in the season. Well, the Rams going into this year, I feel like the Rams weren't as highly regarded, but have certainly been a, a surprise as one of the top teams in the NFC. But when you look out on paper, I know you brought up defense and it can still be that answer, but what stands out to you when you see this Rams team on paper? Yeah, and well, they changed the you know defensive coordinators and and, and brought in Brandon Staley from from he was more recently in Chicago uh, under the Fangio, and, and that's why Leonard Floyd has come over and, and he's been the top sacker for this this Ram defense, and so he's I think that's changed things. They moved on from Wade Phillips when they gave up some big plays on defense, even late in games when the 49ers took advantage of that last year. So if we say the defense is better, and I think it is, uh, they're second in the NFL in, uh, in scoring, giving up the fewer the fewer points. I think Pittsburgh is number one. But offensively, you know, I think people didn't think that much of them because they don't have, you know, they have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, but they, that's not the Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, that superstar right receiver but they they used the group of receivers very well and also without Todd Gurley which you know he was trying to play hurt or whatever he was trying to do it really affected the Rams last year so they they drafted Daryl Henderson and then this year Cam Akers and they still have Malcolm Brown and so they're using kind of a three-pronged attack and they're all averaging over four yards a carry so and they may be interchangeable but but it gives you some variety uh, on offense and and so I I think uh, that's why they were overlooked but the you know Sean McVay is using them very well Sean McVay obviously knows Kyle Shanahan's similar offensive philosophies coming from that that same tree and and I, I think Jared Goff he, he's outplayed when you think about it uh Tom Brady and then the week before Russell Wilson yeah. or at least from his position to get the Rams at the, at the top of the west so that's what I mean about for the 49ers to win this game run the ball don't turn it over. I know this is basic stuff, but their defense has to play stronger against this Ram offense so the Ram offense doesn't explode and put up, you know, 27, 30 points. All right, Chris, I'm going to put you slightly on the spot here, okay? Is there a matchup on Sunday that you are eyeing most when it comes to this divisional game against the Rams? Who are you looking forward well, to seeing? Yeah, that is a good question. I Just in terms of uh, with our analysts, we'll go over, obviously, you know, Kyle Shanahan calling a play is going to be aware of, uh, you mentioned, where 99 is, right? I mean, do they want to run at him? And if they do, then they better have a double team, triple team, and, and have the right guys. If they want to run away from him, uh, they like their chances, but they got to make sure they set that up. So that's, so that's one one matchup. On the other side is, you know, who covers uh, Cooper Cup and, and how do they do that? Is it is it, you know, does Sherman come in and, and follow him or do they, does Fred Warner sometimes because Cup likes to come out of the, in different positions in an area of the field where Warner can, can move back and forth. So uh, those are at least to me some of the key players from the Rams' point of view. On the other side, other than Aaron Donald, the Rams are going to be missing Micah Kaiser. Uh, they just went on injured reserve. He's, he's their linebacker who's their top tackler Troy Reader will come in, who started some games last year. And, and so he's going to be in a tough spot to read the complex running game of the 49ers. Again, assuming some of those other guys are back that we're, that we're talking about. So those are those are a few uh, matchups that I think that we'll, uh, we'll keep our eye on. I love it. All right. Last thing before we let you go. The question that, that's on a lot of people's minds, we talked about week six a million times, but we're going to bring it back to there one more time. 
do the 49ers have the chance for another upset against the Rams? And if so, what is that key statistic? What do they need to do if they are to have another upset? Yeah, this to me would not be a, a shocking upset uh, because they have, they, to me, they match up well. It's funny, the Rams, uh, Sean McVay is 11-2 and two in his coaching career in the West against both Seattle and Arizona. So, but but against the Niners, you know, he's obviously lost the uh, the, the last three. So, um, I, it wouldn't shock me, but I I, I think the, and the Rams because they lost earlier this year, they they felt like they got pushed around by the 49ers. So they're not going to come into this. They've already said earlier this week we, we can't come in flat against these guys because they got physical and they they beat not only this year but you know they kind of owned us here. Now Kittle again was a, was a part of that. So I would say let's just watch the the physical play. I know it's a physical game anyway. But the harder hits, the guys who deliver the hits, the ones who take the hits and keep on going for yardage, uh, I, I think it's just something that'll be eye-catching that'll determine uh, whether the Niners are going to pull the upset or not and whether the Rams are ready to withstand that kind of physical play on both sides of the ball from the Niners. Chris Myers, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast. We cannot wait to hear you on Sunday. And uh, for us faithful that are listening, hopefully you're calling a 49ers win. All right. Well, well, thanks. We always hope for a good game. And thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. You take care. You do the same. Thanks so much. All right. See you again. All right.